On this week's episode of Third and Forever, Kevin and I recap the conference championship round. And then we're going to hold off on the Super Bowl preview. We're going to have a special full episode dedicated to that next week. But we got a lot of news to cover. So we're going to end the episode covering all the hirings, all the firings, all the rumors, and all just the news in general. All the rumors. All right, let's go. Welcome to this week's episode of Third Forever, presented by 10,000 Takes. I'm your host, Adam Ostres, always by my co-host, Kevin Ohm. Now, Kevin, what we saw on Championship Weekend was not what we expected, but we saw one Cinderella team have their run end, and I guess Cinderella with the Niners, mm-hmm. but one shocked everyone. That's the Cincinnati Bengals. Yeah, and uh, I I think that you know it, it looked at the beginning of this first game, about yeah. halfway through, it looked yeah. like we were not going to be in for a, a full slate of close entertaining games. Yeah. That was untrue, which, which is good. And I mean, I, I personally enjoyed this weekend quite a bit. I don't know mm-hmm. if you know this, it was the first time in three years that I haven't personally lost on a <laughs> championship weekend. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, so we're, we're like I said in the, in the intro, we're not going to be talking about the Super Bowl here. What the format is, if you're new, is we because of the Pro Bowl, uh, there's a little gap in here. So we're going to dedicate all of our talk um, outside of talking about the Pro Bowl next week to previewing the Super Bowl. So we'll get into the preview there. But we got a lot of news to cover. But before we go into that, we ha- we're going to recap both games um, and kind of end things, you know, before we wrap it up, where the loser, like what happens to them? Where do they go from here? You know, they, they were close to the mountaintop, fell short. Um, both teams have been there, both teams against each other. Uh, so I, one has a little more questions than the other, but before that, let's go in the AFC Bengals shocked Kansas city, especially with like, as you said, the beginning part of that game. I mean, it looked like a route. It, it didn't even look gonna, like it was gonna be close. Yeah. It looked like what the chiefs do to people in yeah. the postseason. you know, for the most part, I mean, they've, they've stumbled several times here in the last couple of years, but Generally speaking, when you play the Chiefs in the playoffs, you get dunked on. Yeah. And that looked like what was going to happen here. It was 21 to three at halftime, I think. Right. Yeah. And it, it, it's one of those things. Uh, no, at, at half, it was uh, 21 10. Oh, 21 10. Uh, yeah, it was 21 three right yeah, before. The, the Bengals yeah. scored um, right a little before the half. They, they gave it, you know, a little over a minute left to, to Mahomes. Uh, I think it was like a minute, like 30 or so when they took over. Uh, but then they, that's they got they got back and Mahomes actually got him down all the way to the field. The, the Chiefs drove all the way down to like the two or three yard line and they just kind of stalled. They you know they they couldn't do anything and well and they mismanaged the clock yeah. in that situation too, which I think is kind of indicative of their whole entire problem in the second half. Yep, which was not taking it seriously. Yeah, and it sounds like some sort of narrative street kind of old man yelling at cloud thing to say, but the chiefs have this problem like more than once mm-hmm. where it seems like they almost don't take it seriously, especially when they score a couple times right at the beginning. And it seems like they're not gonna be able to stop us. We're going to drop, you know, 50 points. I mean, you think about like a couple years ago, chiefs games where 
they had what was it like 42 unanswered against who was that uh, Houston yeah against Houston where they they got out kind of the opposite of this game but they you know, they got scored on a couple times and they won this crazy run and they think that they can always just do that yeah and then we get to the second half and they look terrible what well, what was interesting too is the the Bengals they I mean at half they they adjusted they just started you know dropping eight in coverage only rushing three and saying we're just going to double every single receiver you put out here. And, I, you know, we're going to trust that our three that we're rushing are great pass rushers in Trey Hendrickson and Sam Hubbard and, you know, these guys, yeah. and, and they, they're going to get to Mahomes. They're going to get enough pressure on him. And, like, he's going to be frustrated because no one's going to be open right away. He's got to wait for multiple reads. Well, and there was kind of a change that I tweeted about it, and it was it was a joke, but I it was also serious where – Patrick Mahomes scrambles like someone playing Nazi zombies where you kind of back up and you let them come to you and yeah. you, you kind of angle yourself around and you use their own momentum where they're, you know, they're running at you in a straight line to kind of give yourself some room. Cause you know, you're faster yeah. and they stopped doing that in the second half where guys were staying home on like a three man pass rush. Yeah. One guy would flush him. And instead of just following blindly, the other guys would kind of play this soft contain. And when you mix that with the fact they were dropping eight into coverage and nobody was getting open, it worked. And they got him like three or four times in the second half. Yeah. And like Mahomes is, there were a couple moments, especially like he was lights out in the first half. I mean, I, I think he was literally like perfect. I think he maybe only had one or two incompletions over 200 yards, three touchdowns. I mean, it was, we were like, he's going to, you know, break all the postseason records here. He's on that pace. And it looked like he wasn't letting off the gas from last week. And, then, you know, he just, I, I, I think the issue that he sometimes gets into is he, his wife is really annoying. <laughs> it, it, it's that he, he plays the game, you know, like he's playing around like in, a, in the backyard, you know, he, he just makes up all this, you know, Houdini shit. And usually it works out for him. And the problem with that though, is he kept just losing yards. I mean, he was sacked four times and he lost. 39 yards from those four sacks. Yeah. And that's just because he's, he's trying to make plays and you know, that's what you need to do. But at, they just kind of got away with what was working. Like Jerick McKinnon and Clyde Edwards, Edwards, were, were being productive on the ground and, and they're, they're hitting them with the quick throws. I mean, you look back at their first few drives in this game, it was quick plays. It was quick strikes and they kind of kept, it, it wasn't that they got greedy, but they they just didn't really adapt to when they're like Cincinnati's like fine we're just gonna try to plug up every immediate option and make you have to do something crazy and it you know I, credit to the Bengals I mean it was unbelievable yeah, I mean, we we would be remiss too if we didn't kind of bring up that the Bengals offense I mean Joe Burrow is still awesome Joe Burrow continues his his fucking streak of like five games now yeah. being just. Just a stone cold killer. I, I, mean, I was I was a bit in a bit of a house divided during this game. I, I found out during when this was happening, like when the Chiefs first scored, I you know, I was rooting for the Chiefs. I wanted my prediction to be right. I've been very vocal. I am a big Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid fan. Like oh, I, are you? I have no problem seeing them win. And you know, I, I don't have anything against the Bengals or Joe Burrow at all, but it's just like, well, I just like Mahomes a little bit more. And once the Chiefs started scoring. I, I'm just like, you know, cheering or I'm happy about it. My girlfriend Paige next to me is just like stewing. Like she's mad. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, what? She's like, I don't want, like, no, I don't, I don't want Patrick to win today. And I'm like, 
what? Like, no, I hope he sucks. I'm like, was she, was she what? mad at you? And this was, this no, was the no. alternate advocate. <laughs> no, 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 no. no, she was not mad at me. I don't think so. Do um, the dishes. After. Yeah. I don't, I don't think she was mad. Patrick at me. Mahomes fans but never take no, out the she, trash. Well, cause I showed her, it was really funny. Like I didn't know that she was a huge Joe Burrow fan, which like I showed her the, the picture when he arrived, like with like the, the fur coat and his, yep. and, you know, his, um, his stick chain. Thing. Yeah. It was his yeah. chain and his sunglasses. And, yep. and, and she's just like, like I, I love him and i'm like really and she's like yeah like i'm a, I, I really i really like joe burrow and i'm like oh as right. someone that that lives in an apartment with uh a girl who watches football and just purely comments on how hot players are or not the patrick mahomes versus joe burrow it's not even close yeah oh i mean in terms of their looks but like that's the thing like i don't think i i don't know what it is i think she just she think like i've shown her like him kind of celebrating and his code switching that he does into his teammates in the locker room, like the biggest, like he acts, his demeanor is so different with certain teammates. I mean, he's the coolest dude I know. And world. that's the thing. Like, and like, he's got all these nicknames and like, I don't know. I mean, the, the cigar and like, he, he has like the weird bits of like a Jameis Winston, but like they work where yeah. it's like, you watch Jameis, like, eating his eating own dumb. hands like it's just it looks so bad it's weird but like joe burrow has these little things you're like i'm gonna wear these glasses yeah and well, it works. well like he does that you know his, his like little like gat like celebration that he does like this song where he's like throwing his hand around and like yeah. it just it, he he has so he has such like effortless like swag and when he plays i i don't there's no better word to use than like moxie like he just yeah he uh, i mean there were several moments in this game where he is being grabbed all over and he gets out of it yeah. and scrambles for the, a long third, the third down. down. It's like, two of them it, in was, a row. it was unbelievable. Yeah. And you know, he, I don't, it's something that, that you don't see very often because the, you know, the Bengals look, look where they were a few years ago. Like in our lifetime, they were either bad average or like, Oh, they got, they had a, you know, great regular season. Then they just sucked in the playoffs. I mean, when I started being a diehard Bengals fan <laughs> last year, and continued and did not falter even a little bit. Uh, we we went two and fourteen. Yeah, that's insane. And, and like, and this is what you see, like though, with this is why people are always going to advocate for taking a shot at a quarterback in the in the first round. And now, granted, Joe Burrow is no you know take a shot like a risky thing. Like he was unbelievable mm. in college. I mean, he he literally set all the passing records probably had arguably the best quarterback season ever in the history of college football. So it's like, you know, he was the number one pick for a reason. And I, I just think he, he completely changes their entire trajectory of a franchise. I mean, the Bengals yeah. are going to be good for, for a, a long time. While. Yeah. And, and, yeah. Th and that's what a franchise quarterback does for you. And, you know, the chiefs are going to be fine. Like, obviously they're going to be fine. Um, you know, they, they, they have some pieces that Kelsey's, you know, not getting any younger, although he doesn't look like he's slowing down at all. And same thing with Tyreek Tyreek Hill literally doesn't look like he's slowing down at all. Um, it, yeah. it, there, there's going to be some interesting things they have to kind of figure out, um, because the AFC is going to be really, really hard. Like you look at the Chargers, you look at the Bengals. Well, that, that's the, Bills, the weird like, thing is that all the good young quarterbacks are all in the, the AFC. AFC. Yeah. Yeah. Like with, with obviously we're going to get for Jordan news. love, <laughs> obviously we're going to get to the news. Um, you know, the NFC is losing as, as currently lost arguably the best quarterback ever to play the game. And, you know, he used to be, he was only there for a couple of years. Hey, Rogers hasn't retired yet. <laughs> and, and then, you know, might, you know, you might lose Rogers. He might go to the AFC, might stay in the NFC. We don't know, 
But the thing is, the, the landscape of both the conferences and their quarterbacks, it's very, very lopsided right now. And I, yeah. I don't think that the NFC is like that much worse than the AFC. I mean, yeah. And if you're a team like the Browns and you look around at all these young quarterbacks oof. and you look at in your, own your Baker Mayfield and you're <laughs> like, oh, man, <laughs> you know, I can't imagine what it must be like to be like, we're going to get beat by Lamar Jackson and Joe Burrow four times every year. Yeah. I mean, you can almost pencil it in, but yeah, uh, I had one note about this game that I wanted to get out there real quick. Mm. I'd like to apologize to CJ Uzama. Uh, we gave him a nickname and then he dude got, did, do we know what it was? Yeah. Was it, an it was an ACL. Yeah. yeah. So he tore his ACL like right away. Yeah. So he went from big Uzi vert. To well, yeah, we were, we were giving him credit and all that. Like what he does, like he's kind of like a secret weapon for this offense that kind of no one really knows about. Like he's such a field stretcher. Like he does things that like you see George Kittle doing where he gets vertical, like up the seam. And, it, you know, he gets these 20, 30 yard catches. Yeah, he would and, routinely have like two catches for 50 yards and two touchdowns. Yeah. Something like, weird. You know, he, he does a lot and I he stretches the field, especially for a tight end. And that's, you know, re, you know. It sucks. Yeah. We'll see you next season, though. Big, big Uzi Vert. Yeah. So I don't know. It's a bummer. Um, Number one in our hearts. Uh, another thing in this, I, I give a shout out to T Higgins. I think he is. I mean, he's the glue of the offense. Like he does things. Like you know, he's the he's the forgotten guy on that. He was really, really, really good. Like Jamar Chase is the flash. You know, I he, dare you take that away from Samaj P Ryan. <laughs> That was it. Was an electric yeah. catch and run. I mean, uh, that was that was great. Um, no, but T. Higgins is he has quickly become Burrow's like security blanket. Like, yes, he has the connection with Jamar Chase, and they have the mind meld kind of a thing from college, and you can just see that and that level of trust. But T. Higgins, you know, was a rookie last year, came in with Joe Burrow, and they you quickly saw their connection. And I mean, this game they leaned on him like those third downs that they needed. It was T Higgins catching that ball over the middle. Like he makes these hard contested catches and you know, he just, he, he is like there. Like what's, I don't know. Not like he's, he's better than like, he's not quite like a Doug Baldwin or an Adam Thielen because he, he stretches no. the field a little bit more than those. He guys. stretches it a little bit more, but at the same time, he's like I a reliable think... third down option, which Tyler Boyd used to be. It's, I mean, it's kind of almost like a Chris Godwin, Mike Evans kind of yeah. thing where, and, and I think that, you really need that like in the NFL today, because if you have one guy, no matter how good they are, you can usually take them away. Now there are some, there are some exclusions and stuff like that, but for the most part, only one dude to worry about, you can deal with that yeah. and you need a second. And then they have Tyler Boyd as like their very serviceable third guy. Yeah. Which is funny. Cause like he went from being like so underrated when like the shadow of AJ green to then finally getting some time to shine. And then these two guys come in and then he just kind of like, I'm there. I mean, he's like what Juju Smith-Schuster is now. I mean, with with Claypool and Deontay, Gross. and like it. Like, but the thing is, it it is really funny that like T. Higgins, Jamar Chase, and Tyler Boyd are all literally just like better versions of Deontay Johnson, uh, Claypool, and uh, Smith-Schuster. I almost like feel they're like all like kind of like the same role, just they're better at it. I, I feel like those two receiver cores could be like evolutions of Pokemon yeah. within themselves <laughs> where it's like you evolve your Higgins into a chase. Yeah. Like, I don't know. It, it, it just, it's interesting, but um, I, I, I think that Joe Mixon is, 
he's interesting to me because good? like he yeah he's good like he didn't he doesn't you know just come in second or third and rushing in the nfl and not be good but he's always like i don't know I, he has kind of like one move and then he doesn't really ever try to make another one like he makes an initial one and then his next move is just like let me just barrel try to like go over you and just like fall forward like that's always good but he's such like a interesting person i don't know if it's because of his pants or his jersey kind of comes his up a pants? little bit no like we're in the same just, pants listen, as everybody listen, else no like his pants are like they're a little higher like up up on the knee okay. and like his jersey's kind of coming up a little bit so he just looks a little not like i mean like he put his uniform in pa- the dryer page said he looks a little like chunky like he kind of looks he's mm. not like he's just really like stocky or like like a little muscle hamster but like yeah. he's taller so it's not as bad as like um doug was it was it doug martin yeah that was doug martin that was, the, that was muscle was bowling ball oh my um, god what a throwback yeah <laughs> crap. i had to think for a second and uh it, he was really good in fantasy for like two years remember that yeah he yeah. had like 50 against the vikings yeah, right great on like a thursday night <laughs> um like he, he's kind of like zeke elliott in college like you know he's kind of built like that obviously zeke elliott's put on some extra LBs. He's been feeding too much. Weight. But I don't know. Like he's just an interesting runner to me. I, I maybe because I don't see him that often. I don't yeah, know. it's also optically weird. So I don't want to. I don't want to rehash the whole debate. But I still firmly believe that the overtime rules suck and need to be changed. I saw a lot of oh well, what do you know? You got a defensive stop on Twitter after that happened, yeah. which is to a point kind of true but the other half of that is that if the rules were changed and everybody got a possession the same shit would have happened so it doesn't change the actual outcome of the game in that scenario but the rule change wouldn't have made it worse it would still just it it eliminates the worst case scenario the least satisfying option out there yeah so i don't know and there was also the stat about the team that won the coin toss was like 10 and 1 the last 11 times in the playoffs going in and they are now 10 and two. Right. I don't know. I feel like if we ever have Dean back on, I've seen him just tearing Twitter up. He loves the overtime rules, how they are. Well, yeah. And like, and and that's the thing too. You see a lot of, it's interesting that you see like a lot of the people that are advocating for the overtime rules are like vocal ones, like big names are like ex players, like people that were in the league. And like, that's where you see a lot of people that are coming in. And I think it, what it is, is it's, I mean, it's the non, you know, the never ending battle between the analytics and the football guys. You know, it, it's such like a, a a thing in that. Like, and I'm, I'm, I'm firmly more like in the, I get if I'm going to have to like typecast it in the analytics camp in terms of like most things, but I, I don't know. Is someone like that, that played football and played defense, especially like, I think it's just like one of those things. Like I see the argument for change of the rules to be having at least teams, each team gets a chance, but the, the I could also see the argument for people saying, well, that basically doesn't make, you know, makes the offense, it, you know, matters more than defense, which a pick six happening. And you, you saw with Matt Hasselbeck, you know, yeah. we're going to take the ball and score and Al Harris picked it. And, but, that, but, but if you change the rules, that still happens. The game's still over, you no, know, I, I know, but like, that's the thing though. It's like, I, I just think that it's, I don't know. I see the argument, boys. I think we are headed towards an overtime modification where i think we definitely would have that. been had had the chiefs gone down and scored right oh away. as soon as it went to overtime yeah. and the chiefs got the toss i was like oh god here we go again like i think everyone did i'm like if they yeah if they go There's down a record if i, they I go thought down that and, score, and i typed it <laughs> if they go down and score 
I'm like, it's oh shit. Like it's gonna be so bad. Yeah. And like, I don't know. I well, and the Chiefs thought they were going to too because their official account tweeted, We won the coin toss in all caps. Yeah. And then the Bengals account quote tweeted and said, You lost the game. Yeah. <laughs> the battle between like the social media interns oh. was just unreal. And like it's I don't know. I, I think if you're Kansas City leaving this game, um, you're obviously more disappointed than say the Bengals if they were to lose. Like they had more at stake, I think, because the Bengals were the fun story. They were the the Bengals had house money. Yeah, where it was like we weren't even supposed to be here. Right. They yeah. were they were overachieving, and the Chiefs, you know, if they don't with their current nucleus and always with Patrick Mahomes as their quarterback, they expect a Super Bowl yeah. every season. They, they I mean, should imagine if Patrick Mahomes only gets one Super Bowl. Imagine how embarrassing he's already been to twi- that would twice be. as many. Yeah, matters. but it only matters if you win. QB oh. wins is all that matters <laughs> in the playoffs, according to you. Mm-hmm. So, but I, I mean, as someone, I actually have this in my notes. I said it's embarrassing for the Chiefs' parentheses. I would know. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's getting into that territory. And we talked about the AFC is going to be competitive as fuck the next yeah. couple of years. I wouldn't be shocked if the Chiefs do have trouble making it back to the Super Bowl going forward, especially because next year is when Mahomes' mega contract really starts hitting against the cap yeah. more significantly. Yeah, it's $52 million, like next year. Yeah. yeah. I, did, I looked it up earlier. Yeah, and so like that's going to be an issue for them and, for and like, who, the next who knows eight years. The, who knows where the cap will be at at that point? I mean, I mean no, it's going to be up. Well, I'm sure. Also, we'll, like, we'll talk about always it. increases. Yeah, we'll talk about it through the off season. But uh, I don't know about you. I'm I'm all the way into the cap as a myth. I don't think it exists. The, I've I've been saying that is for as long as Rob Brzezinski, our yeah. our uh, financial guy, has been here. Like he just, if you have the right guy in that role, the cap is a myth. But like, but like you, you can but like what happens mitigate. if you go over the cap? Like what does the NFL do to you? Even? Yeah, you lose. I'm sure you lose picks. I'm sure you lose. Um, you get fined, but like, what? It, so could you just like amass like the craziest like Madden Ultimate Team ever and just be like, well, I guess we're not gonna have picks for a couple of years, but no, we're almost I, I, I think that, win the I don't Super think that Bowl. the I, I I haven't looked in like the bylaws of that, but like I don't think you'd be allowed to play. Yes, Jake's got no, play. no. Hey, I like this new. I can put my hand up. Yeah, <laughs> I kind of like that. Um, so if a team goes over the cap. It is fines up to five million dollars for each violation. Jesus. Just sell more stock. I mean, cancellation of contracts and loss of draft picks. Cancellation of contracts. Okay, that that's the one that I that that really torpedoes my plan there. So, yeah, I don't know, but the cap is a myth. I think I'm still on that train. I think if you're creative enough, there's always, you know, there's always a way to make it work. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah, I mean, there you can always you know, it would through extensions, through bonuses, or, you know, it, you can always alleviate. You can pay the players illegally and not talk about it. <laughs> I mean, that kind of basically is converting like their salary to a bonus. Like, yeah. cause it doesn't go on the books, but like they get the cash, like in their hand. Like, I don't know. Yeah. It's always like such a funny thing. We've been doing it with Kendricks for the last few years. Yeah. As an owner, these are things I have to be aware of. Uh, yeah. So if you're, if you're the chiefs, I don't know. I mean, I like you said, it's gonna be really hard, but I think what it shows them not winning and like getting back to the Super Bowl, um, which would have been insane. Three Super Bowl, three Super Bowl appearances in four years. I mean, still. Um, I mean, they hosted four straight AFC championship games. It's pretty decent. I I, I think all it just shows is like how difficult it actually is. Like, and that's that's what makes the NFL so great, is there it's not a series, you know, you know, it's one game. You have 60 minutes. 
to win, and that's which allows upsets. You know, like these Cinderella stories, like the Bengals, which Bengals are a very, are a good team, but are they a, an elite team? No, like their defense is nothing special. Thank you for sharing this knowledge with me that it's difficult. And there's only one game, and we're gonna talk about this next game in a minute. And yeah. it was hard to watch that and go, come on. Yeah, you, you, <laughs> you guys couldn't fucking beat Jimmy Garoppolo. Okay. Sorry. I mean, they scored a lot more again, you know, in this game. They scored more touchdowns. Yeah, they scored any touchdowns yeah. on offense. So that was good. But yeah, there's it's only it's one game. It's not a series. Sometimes a better team doesn't always win. Yeah, well, like that's you guys fumbled the bag. Like that's what happened. For sure. Like, you, no, like, I'm not. You should I'm be ashamed. Like, I, I just, am. It's terrible. I've been ashamed. Uh, I'm so, still yeah, ashamed. With that, I think, you know, before we close the book on the Chiefs, they're going to be fine. Like as long as Patrick Mahomes is a quarterback, they're going to be Patrick Mahomes fine. is washed. I, just, I mean, Brittany it's gonna be Lynn tough, is going to leave him for half the contract. I always like thought that was so like, it's so weird to me. People, Jackson like, hate them so like I didn't passionately. Hate, I didn't hate Brittany. She God forbid all, they're like excited. Like I don't know. Like okay, here here's here, it's just, I, I'm, I'm about to lay some some knowledge down. So Brittany looks annoying. Fair or not, that fair. is just that's how she looks. She looks like she's an annoying person. She looks like she has an annoying voice. She looks like a horse girl. Yeah, exactly. That's and what she I'm calls her dad about. daddy. Yeah, and so she looks like that and that's always kind of been simmering and she's always had a little bit, but most of the attention has been on Jackson. Yeah. And his goddamn it's, it's fucking TikToks. TikToks that are so, he's so bad at well, it too. It, like tough. I wish he was good at it. It's at tough least. because like, he just goes at like, he's definitely a guy being like, do you know who my brother is? Like I am oh, Jackson. Yeah. yeah. He tried, he tried to get like a small business shut down yeah. for like not letting him in. So, it so, sucks that they went back and apologized. I, when they were like, came oh, they out did. Like, yeah. Oh. They, they came out. Okay, and I said, hope they get like, shut down yeah. now. I hope, I hope they go out of business, but, <laughs> uh, <back> down. <laughs> but, but she looks annoying. And then last week with the champagne that we didn't talk about, I mean, it, it's like a modern day, let them eat cake where it's like, you just, you have no idea. You've lost all perspective of what it's like not to be a mega rich mega influencer. And it's not like the worst thing that someone's ever done, yeah. but it's just, I, I just get annoyed with people who are like, I don't know. They, they keep flipping out being like, Oh my gosh. Like they bring up like an old, like middle school or pictures or whatever. Like, Oh, that's just, that's just funny. And they're like, Oh, you could braces. do so much better. It's like, dude, like they've literally been together since middle school. Like, I don't know. It's one of those weird things. Like they, they liken it to Russell Wilson with his, like that, that draft day, like with his girlfriend or whatever. <laughs> like, I don't know. There's thought so she many, hit it big. Yeah. Like, I, I just think it, it's so well, weird. Wasn't like, that like CD lamb whose girlfriend, like looked at his oh, phone. That and he, like, took it back. He, yeah. he yanked it back. But like, I just think it's, it's bizarre. And that people are so like passionate about hating them. That's just weird to me. Like you can not like them like fine, but like, you're like constantly going out like on social media and like trying to like bash them and like hate, literally hate them. Yeah. Like that's just weird. Our TikTok account would never cyber bully Jackson Mahomes last <laughs> week. So I, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Um, all right. Flip to the NFC. We see the 49ers uh, in the three Pete or a three mat, uh, hoping to three Pete the uh, Los Angeles Rams this year and make it a seven Pete overall. The infamous and elusive seven Pete. They uh, failed to do so. They lost to the Rams in LA 17 to 20. Uh, this, the, I feel like this just really, we got a little bit of everything in this again with like Jimmy Garoppolo and Matthew Stafford. If, like, if he wins a Super Bowl, are you going to say you're sorry to him? No, like, are no. you, so you're not going to say it now. 
did you see this game? Like, yeah, there he won. <laughs> there were throws in this game, like that interception. He had that he, throw, he that had he, threw. Some, he had some backspin on it that other terrible. one that caused the guy to drop it oh, inexplicably. Like, all right, so <laughs> the first intercept, the interception that he threw, uh, the only one logged. Was the only one, <laughs> yeah, like the actual. Only like everyone one. just stopped looking for a second. Well, he the, threw a second one. Well, they the, stopped uh, keeping I, the staff. Yeah, like all the lights went out. In because the well, I'm going to get to the second one. I'm going to get to the second one because that was one of the worst, like throws by a professional quarterback. Like it was awful. And so, but the first one, they get down on the goal line, and this is where the tunnel vision of Cooper Cup comes in. And obviously, Cooper Cup is unbelievable. I mean, he's unbelievable in this game. And his ascension has been phenomenal um, and, you know, probably should win the MVP. Like if it were a, anyone can actually win and not just like a, a the best quarterback award or probably or the best should win. running back every once in a while, but yeah. never a but receiver. Like the only running back ever to like, I mean, the last one was Adrian Pearson. That was when he was like nine yards short of the record. Yeah. And like, you have to do that. Yeah. You and have like, to have like a historic season as a running back, but I don't, I mean, when's the last time a receiver won the MVP. I don't know if that's ever happened. I don't know either. I, maybe I don't, cause like it was not, it's only been more of a passing league now. Yeah. Like the best chance was Calvin Johnson. None. Know. Yeah. None. Yeah. Zero. Say like <laughs> never even Calvin Johnson who literally broke the record. Yeah. Like didn't win. And I, I, I just think in this throw Cooper cups, not open and he throws it behind him anyway. And it gets allowed. Um, I number 24 on the, uh, uh, I think uh, Kwan Williams, I think his name is the the, the corner. Couldn't he, tell you. He tips it up in the air, and uh, what's his name? Uh, number one on their team. Uh, oh, is Jimmy, that Jimmy, Jimmy Ward? Ward? Yeah, Jimmy Ward intercepts the ball and gets a good return outside out, outside the twenty. And like, wh- I don't know that it, it was such like a quintessential Matthew Stafford, just like, oh, he's just gonna give it to the other team because it wasn't open at all, and yeah. it was not a good ball placement. And then we get to the second one. That should have, I mean, it was the, the second, what the second interception. Cause I don't think that's accurate. Okay. <laughs> Jaquesky tart. <laughs> Did you know this guy's name before this game? I knew. Because yeah. I knew who Jaquesky tart is. I, he's like, he's a, he's like a good football player. What, that's where it's like, he's what not a just bad. hilarious name. Just oh, in they, general. They got a, they got oh phenomenal names. By the way, whiskey. by the way, we didn't even talk about it. This was a Samson. Every time I hear that, game. <laughs> I lose my shit. <laughs> like, I, mean, I was like, oh, hey, he's on this team. Um, and he got half a sack. So they, yeah, they, they got a, they have phenomenal names uh, in their team. Jason they got, Witten. you know, Emmanuel Mosley, Jaquesky Tart, Aziz Alshair. Um, I mean, they got Debo. That's kind of like we don't really Debo we Samuel. don't really like remember Niners how weird Debo is. Jamichael so Hasty. Yeah. I mean, uh, Brandon Ayuk. Like they they are an all time. Even their quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo. Like that's an interesting last. What name. if you were trying to play like Scrabble with only 49ers last? Names. I haven't even mentioned Kyle Uzcheck. Oh, <laughs> you know, I mean, it's it's unbelievable. An all an all time you know name for uh, on, on a team. Yeah. Um. So Stafford. Just unloads a ball. I think it was. I think it was to Van Jefferson because there were two guys. It was, it was a deep pass. It was, it was probably criminally underthrown, and like he's in jail. Now. It made it made Aikman goes. I don't know if Stafford's playing hurt, but like that was just do. I mean, that, it wasn't even there. That, like, is, that is the ultimate level of like bad throw, where it's yeah. like you make the announcer speculate whether you're, you're hurt, hurt out of nowhere. And, and like this was this was. We talked about it. We had not gotten a bad Matthew Stafford game in the playoffs. 
this was it. Like he was yeah. trying, he was trying to give a bad game. Like he, you know, you look at his numbers, 31 to 45, 337, two touchdowns. Yes. What the one interception, which I talked about definitely should have been two. And like there, there were some plays in this from like, he, he, he just doesn't look all that like amazing. Like that's yeah. the thing. Like he is a very good quarterback. I have never said he is bad. My biggest thing is he, he is sucks. overrated. Like he, the, the media narrative around him has made him very overrated he's in a, my eyes. He's a bad husband and father. <laughs> I mean, maybe, I don't know. <laughs> they showed his wife. Wasn't his wife the one that had like cancer? Well, she, and got yeah. Better? Well, she's also the one that was like throwing pretzels. He's so, well, I mean, who hasn't thrown a pretzel or <laughs> other things at sporting events in their life? But I, I, I just, it's so wholesome. I can't help it. I can't help but be a fan of it. I know he didn't have a great day, but I mean, the interview after the game, and you could tell like it was hitting him in his feels, especially because he's still in the NFC. So like this was always the goal, and he just never got to get here. I hope it's on the goal. I hope the goal is a Super Bowl. Well, the goal is he's on his way through the goal yeah. right now. Oh. Uh, I, I just, yeah. I don't know. It's so funny that everyone just, oh, they feel so bad for him. It's like, I don't get it. Like, I just, I don't, I don't know, man. Like the Lions, sure, but like that's, he gets blamed for that. If too. the Rams win the Super Bowl, we're coming in the next week to record. I'm going to throw so many pretzels at you. <laughs> uh, also, so you said Stafford didn't have, you know, an excellent game, which is true. Uh, you know who else didn't have a really nice day? Dude, Jimmy Garoppolo is so bad. I was going to say PB and J. I was going to stick with the Rams. Oh yeah, <laughs> uh, I, I was. He just. He's just not good. Well, who Garoppolo? Garoppolo, yeah, awful. That I mean, he had some nice. He had some nice moments. Some nice throws. Um, but those last like two possessions that they had were so, he was so bad. I mean, it well, was horrific. Yeah. When the pressure gets cranked up, he was already missing like Kittle over the middle at the beginning and yeah. had some questionable stuff. Nothing as bad as like the interception against the Packers or against the Cowboys, nothing quite that level until right at the end. I don't even blame that final play as much on him. I mean, he should have just eaten the sack and <laughs> lived to fight another day, but he was just running for his life. Yeah. It was one of the most hilarious interceptions I've ever seen. <laughs> he he like tries to do too much and like he's trying to extend plays, but it's always like the bad decision. Like he just does it when he shouldn't. Like that, yeah. like the he, last play. Yeah, like the last yeah. play. And like he and and, and like yeah, I don't know. There were several moments where it's like, oh, it's third and ten, and nothing there. Let me let me just throw it way off in the corner in the flat to a guy that's stationary and like yeah. it doesn't even get to him. Like, well, the, the Niners entire offense is let's hope that Debo does something crazy. Mm -hmm. Basically. Like there's not really that Ayuk had a little bit of success. Kittle caught a ball I, here or there. I but feel like, like Ayuk is being so underused. Like yeah. why is well, he, he's and good. I, that comes down to Shanahan where it was like, Ayuk was a lot of people's pick before the season started as like this breakout candidate yeah. at wide receiver. He had a great end of last season. One of our friends had him on his team for the last I season. wanted him on the fantasy team so bad and yeah. he beat me to it. I was gonna take him with my next pick. And so Yeah, shout out Karsten. Yeah. Bummer. But uh actually thank you, Karsten. But <laughs> I and it came out at the beginning of the season that Ayuk had like a shitty attitude in practice, and so Shanahan basically put him in the doghouse and Shanahan does weird shit like that all the time. And I'm starting to question, obviously they made it to the NFC championship game this year. So you can't call it a failure, but he's had several seasons with really bad records where he's had talent and he had one decision in this game that I thought was inexcusable. 
it was fourth and I think like two yards yeah. or something in the yeah. middle of the field towards the end of the game. And it's they get stopped on third down. So it's fourth and two. Yeah, this is after they ran a fullback like right up the middle. And they yep. talked about it where I think, you know, it's a tendency breaker. Like he's trying because they mo- they did the motion of Trent Williams again. Yeah. They bring him out in the backfield. And, you know, they're, he's Shanahan. The thought behind it is the defense is all going to crash on the outside because they literally did it last week against the um against the packers and it was very successful yeah. like, okay we see him motioning it's going to be here and they thought they were going to get him up in the middle and it just got stuffed yeah and so i i understand that i guess but then the decision so it goes he sends the punt unit out and then mcveigh challenges that there was like a fumble that definitely didn't happen very strange bizarre challenge I, no one was expecting anything no. and so they have to review it and I get maybe punting originally, but you have to make McVay pay even more for that stupid challenge. You have to go back out there after the challenge and say, we've rethought it and we're going to fucking go for it. Because in my own, you know, non-mathematical experience, I don't have any numbers to back this up, but that always works. This is when they were up 17 to 14 too. Yeah. And so like, I mean, they, they were winning. They had a chance. I think there was like nine or so minutes left in the game. They had a chance to go down and if they score a touchdown, all intents and purposes, that's the game. Yeah. Like the way the, you know, the Niners defense had been playing. Yeah. That was probably the game. Two and, score game at that point. No way. Yeah. And the twist of the knife then at the very end is that like they, they, they did line up to go for it on fourth down after this challenge. And they did that stupid fucking thing where they stand there and hut, 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 yeah. hut. And they're never going to snap it. They take an intentional delay game and they punt. And, I can't stand that. I want to make that a 50-yard penalty. I'm so fucking sick. Yeah. And this comes from my own experience watching the Packers do it. And it I don't think it's ever worked in the history of football. Like, yeah. I just you're wasting everyone's time. Just do the play. Like they, I don't this I don't was understand. a master class of and, and this is something that like Kyle Shanahan and Bo Sean McVay, like their their biggest criticism is game management and like late yeah. game management. And that happens, that's that's the case with like a lot of these kind of analytic analytical or um super you know you know offensive guru types any any guru type they're they're so in their play sheets and they're so focused on the the schemes and the play designs that they just forget and they don't really have the capacity in their brain to be able to manage a a clock no they're like the spongebob like we threw out his name like they're like what how much time is on the play clock and they just panic we've seen it so many times from the rams this year where like they're losing and they're not have any urgency in getting the ball down the field and, or, or, you know, hurry up offense. And they're letting play clocks go all the way down to like one or two seconds. And it's like, what are you doing? Get the plays in. Like, yeah. I don't understand. Like, are your play names way too long? And like, you just have to like, you know, it just takes a, a while to get there. There's zero urgency. And uh, Kyle Shanahan and Sean McVay were trying to, like to one up each other and who can screw it up the most. Like I, and Kyle won. like, again, no, I'm worse at clock like, management. I just, they need to have a certain, like a special role, like for a, like a coach on their staff that basically just says like, Kyle, we got to go. We got to go like timeout. Like, don't know. That's dumb. Don't we have to manage the clock here. If only like, there was some a, giant ticking clock in the stadium. Yeah, like, they're tell just, you. I don't know. They, they need to have someone that can like, cause you know, they, you see that a lot, like Wranglers, like coach Wranglers, like, you know, making sure they're on the field. Like 
Sean McVay had one where like kind of kept grabbing him and pulling him back. I, and like, I also I call bullshit. Like you seriously, Sean, you can't figure out that you're stepping forward. Like yeah. give me a give me a break. That's just something you do because you think it's fun. I I don't know. It's just one of those things. Like it it's it's disappointing because this game was so winnable for like either team, and they just kind of you know fumbled it. And yeah, they, they just <laughs> they blew it and. Having to rely, it answered the biggest, you know, the glaring issue with the Niners is Jimmy Garoppolo. Like, he's just not that guy. No. Like, you know, he, he can't. He's never been that guy. He's never going to be that he guy. He needs everything to be perfect around him. And there are a lot of quarterbacks that are like that. And, you know, some obviously more than others. Um, and, and Jimmy Garoppolo is not like, he's not, he's not terrible. Like, he can be serviceable. But if he has to be the guy to get you down the field and get up points, he's not going to do that most of the time. And I, I, you know, they already have their guy of the future who they want Trey Lance. So it's just a question of where Jimmy Garoppolo is going to go because some team is going to pick him up. You know, some team is going to want to sign him and be like, this is what we need. You know, you can make an argument. The Vikings did that a few years ago with Kirk cousins. Now Kirk cousins has played a hell of a lot better statistically wise than Jimmy Garoppolo in these, since he's been with the Vikings, but you know, it, but if he goes to a Pittsburgh or a Denver, you yeah. could see something. Yeah, because they have they have talent on that team. They're not barren or they're super young like the Jets are. You know, they they don't have to be like we got to slow build this and let guys develop. They have guys that are great right now. Yeah, but the thing is, you know, it sucks that it happened. They got this far this year, but at the same time, they're kind of playing with house money like the Bengals were. You know, they knew Jimmy Garoppolo is not going to be around after they drafted Trey Lance forever. And they're like, all right, we'll see what we got. We have a talented team. They overperformed late, you know, down the stretch, obviously in the playoffs as a six seed. And I, you know, it's one of those things that like, of course, we're getting the Rams in the Super Bowl. It is odd or it's kind of funny that we went the whole history of the NFL and never had a a team host a Super Bowl. And now we have back-to-back years of it. And there's an added wrinkle where it doesn't matter at all this year because the Rams don't have fans. Yeah, and also looking at the ticket prices, I mean, you have to spend about eight to like ten thousand dollars for like an average. But if ticket. people in LA actually cared about the Rams, there are enough rich people in LA. No, oh, you mean yeah, yeah. Like, but this game was weird because it was the battle of two California teams, mm-hmm. and it was at the Rams Stadium, but the Rams don't have a lot of fans, so it was like 50 50 it was almost like a neutral site yeah like they i mean it's weird they, yeah they they tried to restrict the niners fans from going to this game or going to it but there was a lot of red there and i i don't know i i think the niners can be interesting to watch next year because there were rumors about kyle shanahan possibly not being there depending on how this year went there was especially a stretch in the year i think when they were when they started like two and five and they're like oh they he, you know might not be here um or one and five or something like that and which is warranted. I mean, they got to the Super Bowl, and then since then they've just been underperforming. Yeah. Granted, in arguably the hardest division or one of the hardest divisions, but still, you expect them to to you know get back to that. And I don't know. They're gonna be interesting to watch next year with Trey Lance. Yeah, and you tried to distract me, but I'm gonna get it in. Uh, Aaron Donald still sucks. He didn't get a single sack in this game. And uh, Jalen Ramsey dropped a wide open pick six at the he, end. He didn't get a sack, but like there were so many moments in this game that like Aaron Donald literally is just blowing up a play like right in Jimmy Garoppolo. Actually, he, in, in his lap. Here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna zag myself here. 
Uh, good job, Aaron. You didn't uh, choke anyone that I saw yet. On Don't Twitter, kick so. shame. I, we, we talked about this, Kevin. Not during the game. You, you whatever you do on your own man. time like... is your business. But with with the shoulder pads on, I I can't get behind it. I can't support it. Just, and Jalen Ramsey is like a good corner, but like we need to stop calling him the best corner in the league because he's not. Yeah, he's getting burned a lot. He's getting burned lately. a ton. Well, yeah. Tom Brady's last touchdown pass of his, over, of his yeah. career, which we'll get to, yeah. was just torching him. And it, I don't know, like he's still good. I'm not going to say he's a bad corner because corner is like the hardest position in football, but he's not like the undisputed number one corner in the NFL anymore. In fact, I he might not even be top five. Yeah, I don't know. You know what? He's the worst. He okay. sucks. <laughs> um, you need to just you need to just endorse when no, I'm a little no, bit no. moderate. You need to just you give me positive reinforcement. Otherwise, I just I just panic and I go right to the, yeah, to the cliff. But see, I want you to do that because then when he has <laughs> he has like a great game, especially if it's like against your team, then it's just that much more fun and like enjoyable to watch. I it. just I think every year I'm just gonna pick like a consensus awesome player. And just be like sucks <laughs> and just form a stable. Well, it was a little like, odd that he pros. got into it with Robbie Gold like at halftime after that kick. Okay, well, Robbie Gold's a douchebag. Right, let's let's talk He's about that. He's gonna get his warm ups in. I so do it. There's gotta be another time. No. no. No, no other no, no, kicker no, no. in the NFL does that. And you're Robbie Gould. Like you're a pretty good kicker. And like he was doing it at Lambo. That's why that that's why I have a visceral reaction. Yeah. When they were running out in he the pre game. He didn't hit anyone. Yeah, he's being an asshole. No, though. he didn't hit anyone. If he did that to your guys, you'd be like, what are you doing? And if I was someone on their team, I would have like taken the ball and just thrown I, it. I'd be like, line. I'd be like, well, that's kind of odd, but also kind of like baller. I don't I feel like that you take why is that so personal? Like he didn't hit any of your players. It's it's part of the like festivities, the opening like ceremony of a playoff game. Yeah. And if someone did it to your team when you guys were blowing the damn horn or whatever it is you do, like if someone did it during the skulls and was like kicking field goals through your arms outstretched or that would never happen because they don't do that when like teams are like players are still warming up. I'll tell you when I went to the Packers game, Mason Crosby, the Vikings, they were doing like the punt and they actually uh were on the other side. Yeah. And so they did it. Crosby threw his hands up because he's like, you know, I'm warming up over here drilled it i mean kicked it you could tell he was, he was pissed, pissed and he kicked it 100 miles an hour and then he just ran to the sideline yeah he got wow. the fuck off asshole. the field i know wow. he got off the field well, typical didn't, packers didn't kicker make yeah. it all of a typical Jeez, packers, packers. shout out ryan lonwell who yeah. also came to play with us <laughs> um so i well, before we move off of this over the last three postseasons teams with 10 point leads entering the fourth quarter are 19 and 2 do you know who those two losses were? Are they going to make me upset? Jimmy Garoppolo led teams. Ah, okay, good. They're not going to make me upset. <laughs> I believe it was the Super Bowl and this game. I'm pretty sure were those two losses. Fucking yikes. Yeah, that, that's not great. And yes, Kyle Shanahan is the coach of that. And probably the mismanagement late game comes into play. But like, also Jimmy Garoppolo just not, like he has like a certain limit where he, he could be good for. And then he's like, oh shit, I used up all my good throws or all my good plays. Sorry, I'm out. Like he's got a very small tank, and I I don't know. It's interesting. Um, one more thing too. I before I forgot to mention here the Bengals. Uh, Bengals in three playoff games this year, uh, five offensive touchdowns and twelve field goal attempts. Selling for field goals, I guess a recipe for success. McPherson, like it's just like you know the thing that you always say against the Chiefs. You can't you know 
settle for a field goal because they're going to score touchdowns. Well, well that too. that always annoys me where people go like, "Oh, you can't kick field goals against the Chiefs and expect to win." And then if you like don't, if you do the opposite, they go like, "Oh, we got to take points where you can get them against Chiefs." And it's like you could just go either direction with that. It's a dumb argument. Yeah. Um. So I, I, that's kind of all I got. I'm I'm I think the the 49ers obviously have a lot more questions to at answer for themselves than the than the Chiefs do. And I don't know, I guess it's a lesser, you know, at the moment conference than the AFC is, but I find it a lot harder to see them getting back like next year. Like the chiefs are going to be automatic contenders again next year. Whereas the Niners, like what if Trey Lance sucks? Then they're like, well, well, that that's a legitimate question because Jimmy G hasn't been awesome this whole year. Yeah. And we have seen very little Trey Lance. Yeah. And like, you know, we saw him a little bit in the beginning and they used him for his legs and, I don't know. He's obviously he was the youngest quarterback, so he's got you know more of a shelf life, I guess. But he's yeah. still also raw, and he came from North Dakota State. So. I mean, we shouldn't judge any young quarterbacks until they amass at least three seasons body of work. Um, yeah, is or, that is that going to change if, if like <laughs> he doesn't play again next year? Or like, well, or if he's not good, then technically like, four seasons, their entire rookie contract. Actually, I think you need a cumulative season, and so far he has one game. So yeah, yeah, he needs sixteen more games before we can decide. How about that? Okay, sixteen more games. Yeah. So we're going like this year's. So yeah. like at the very end of next year, if he starts all the games, then like we can finally decide what's going on. Oh, okay. That actually sounds shockingly reasonable when I say it out loud. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe. Um, all right. Before I know we're not going to talk about the Super Bowl, but I do want to note just someone to watch to see if, how this line changes next week. Currently, the line right now is LA is a four and a half point favorite. Over under is only at 48 and a half. So we'll see how that line moves. Joe Burrow, go and get him. Um, all right. We got news. I think we should try to do this. Let's do it as fast as we in, can. In chronological. So I, I think it all started. We got the official Ben Roethlisberger retirement, which very quickly got overshadowed by Adam Schefter leak breaking that. I think it was like last Saturday or Friday, or Saturday, Saturday, Saturday yeah. saying that Tom Brady is retiring. And then all these reports saying he hasn't told the team that he hasn't said anything yet. I guess like Arians and, Right, you know, all, but the, but the it GM. took a minute for those kind of counter reports to yeah. come out. So everybody, I mean, everyone Mike was Evans, like, "Oh my god!" Every single guy that's ever yeah talked about a football before. But then they're saying like, "Oh well, he's we're still it's an open discussion. We haven't said anything." Like, okay, uh, maybe he's not retiring. Yeah. And, and I'm gonna put this one in the fuck Adam Schefter pile, uh, which is getting bigger and bigger just all the time because he's just such a little dork, especially about shit like this. That like, there's no rush. Like, let Tom Brady announce it. And, like, far be it from me to try and go out here and defend Tom Brady. I don't like Tom Brady very much. But he's going to announce his retirement. You had a tip that clearly wasn't backed up by a whole lot, and you were rushing to get ahead of the story, so you get the clicks and you get the praise. Schefter sucks, and I'm glad he tore his meniscus. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> oh, uh, he tears his other meniscus. Yeah, dude, the gritty's dangerous, man. Yeah. You got to be careful with that. Um, so then on Monday came the news. I think it was Monday, right? I think or yesterday, I might've been yesterday. It might've been Tuesday. That's Monday rumblings. And then then if I know where you're going, yeah, Tuesday, (laughs) it made it official. Tom Brady came out with a nine page, uh, notes post 
uh leave announcing... it to Tom Brady to be a big fucking tryhard. He had zero farewell to like he the dude went out <laughs> like a fucking he's just like I don't give a shit. I'm gonna lead the league in all passing stands and be like, all right, I'm done. Like that's I don't know. So Tom Brady officially retired in the NFL. I know you you very vocal about your Tom Brady opinions. I mean, I acknowledge it's gonna be so Tom weird, Brady is an all-time so weird. great quarterback. Like, I don't remember, yeah. obviously, like been alive longer than Tom Brady's been in the league, but as like a f- actual like Cognitive, I don't think I have memories like fan. Not really. Like I don't remember anything. a time. Like, yeah. you know, it's going to be so weird next year. And like, I don't know. I Will he stay away? That's the biggest question. Like, is he going to pull a farm and be like, I actually can't stay away from this. Like I want to. Yeah. He said he always wanted to play till 45. He's 44. Well, and, and unreasonable, you know, unwarranted speculation here. I think it's Giselle. I think it's got to be. I, I don't know. Like, I, Cause he was talking about, you know, his duties as a father. He's, as also, a he's also said he never, he's never wanted to play because everyone, you know, he, he's well aware of the quarterback cliff. Like every quarterback hits a certain point where they just don't have it anymore. Like you saw with Peyton Manning, saw with Drew Brees, Roethlisberger, like all these guys. Yeah. Seen but, but with him, he's so far past when it should have happened. Yeah. Who's to say it ever close to it actually <laughs> yeah, happened? Like that's yeah. the thing. Like he never wanted to play and not play at a high level or his standard. And like, you know, he clearly was not there. I mean, he led the NFL in basically every single passing category and, you know, might win the MVP. And I just, I don't like, it's crazy that he's just like, all right, I'm done. Like no farewell to her. I, I really respect it, honestly. Like, otherwise, you know, who knows how long, I mean, that would have been an ongoing thing. People have been like, holy shit, like fuck, fucking a, like granted warranted because of his yeah. legacy, but I don't know. It's, I mean, this is just the most selfish thing I think he could have done to me personally, because <laughs> I would have loved a post cliff season of Brady where he just sucks. He's got a noodle arm and he can't do anything and, that would have made yeah. my year. And I don't get that now. No, he, I, I, I hate to say it, but like you, we already know that politics plays a massive role in the MVP. I, I don't see him not getting it. Like, especially, oh, I don't see him getting it. You don't see him getting it? No. You don't think they're going to give it to him? No, Rogers got like far and away the most all pro votes. And it's the same guys. Yeah. I don't know. I, I just think I, this might change things. Like, that's where I'm like, you know. Well, he better fucking stay away. Yeah. If he's going to do that. <laughs> Jesus. Like, I don't know. I just, it's interesting. But um, so yeah, obviously, Tom Brady retiring. It's going to be really weird next year. I uh, don't know where the Bucks go from here because I don't think Kyle Trask is the guy. Uh, down the toilet with their cap situation. <laughs> no Brady. Arians eyeballing the door because he loves to leave after a situation Reu- sours. Uh, reunite, uh, reuniting with Jameis Winston? Question mark. Oh, oh that'd be great. <laughs> oh <laughs> like, my god, I would know, love that. He comes back. <laughs> I still think they got to get Taysom Hill from the Saints somehow, yeah. and then it's just like a, a jersey swap yeah. situation. <laughs> Uh, so we have that going on. Uh, did we talk about Sean Payton retiring or stepping away from football? Uh, we might've, uh, it's, it's happening. Yeah. So that happens. Uh, so that made another opening, uh, surprise opening. The bears found their guy. Um, guys, well, we talked about Ryan Poles. We, we, we talked both about the oh, GMs we? last week. Yeah. Cause oh. we, I mentioned, we mentioned, or I talked about Quasi and being hired and all that. Cause that happened Wednesday. I, I don't remember when, when stuff happened. Yeah, so, so we, we talked about the GMs, but we they, we did not talk about them hiring the Colts defensive coordinator, Matt Eberflus. What a bad last name. Yeah, it's tough. Like, 
Damn, dude. Everflus? They also poached the uh, passing game coordinator. Yeah, some other like the quarterback, kind of like a quarterback coach. From yeah, what but I he understand. was like, I'm pretty sure he was there. Your guys' passing guys. So yeah, I don't know. Some, Either way, something, something like that. Some but they, they, they took Luke Getze, Getze. Uh, offensive coordinator now for the Chicago Bears. So stays in division. Yeah. Uh, so that's, I don't know how Everflus will be. I, I personally, as a Vikings fan, and I'm sure you probably you might feel the same way as a Packer fan. I'm very much okay with this signing. Like I just did not want them to actually hire, you know, a a Dable, a Dable, yeah. or a you know any any of these hot names that we've been seeing. Yeah, like I, or a Leftwich. Like I was like, oh god, like that would kind of suck. Yeah, like Eric Bieniemy goes to Chicago. I'd be I'd be concerned. Yeah, but Eberflus? No, I can deal with an Eberflus. Yeah, I don't know. I I think it's going to be interesting and a guy that's. It's weird to double down on the defense. Like who is like, yeah, well, they have a guy that clearly they need to develop and work with. And hopefully he's your cornerstone piece in Justin Fields. And maybe a quarterback can develop under a defensive head coach. I mean, we've seen it before, but just the offense as a whole. It's, it's a big task for Luke Getze and whoever their quarterback coach is. Yeah. Like I don't, cause like they, Luke Getze didn't do any developing. Like, yeah, you know Jordan Love from what we've seen doesn't look like hey, he's you know, it's, seasoned we, a lot. We got that car he's marinate still. We got that sports car under the tarp still. And like obviously Rodgers, like I feel like if you tried to teach him something new, he'd be like, Rodgers did about? learn the Lafleur system after like a year, then, and then he then, throw, and he wipes his it. ass with it in the playoff. Yeah, game. but then you see so him be like, very, no, 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 no. He's very careful. With so it. like, he, it's in one year, out the other. It just depends on how long it stays in the head. Yeah, he just he's like no. Well, this is kind of, I don't know if we're going in chronological order, but it's kind of a decent segue because the Packers also lost our offensive coordinator, yep. Nathaniel, Nathaniel Hackett, Hackett yep. who was a name. He was a, a guy that interviewed uh, with the Vikings and was talked oh, about as being God. there. And he goes to Denver. Uh, George Payton did uh, the former assistant GM for the Vikings, who is now the GM for the Broncos, hired Nathaniel Hackett and also, I think, made news either yesterday or today. Nathaniel Hackett hired your. Uh, was it tight ends coach? Something like that. Yeah. I, I don't remember tight ends coach is like the offensive coordinator or something yeah. as the offensive coordinator. And then the Packers elevate the offensive line coach, uh, Stenovich mm-hmm. to our offensive coordinator. Is it Sternovich? It's it's Stenovich. I'm pretty sure. I thought it was a Stern. Maybe not. Maybe check, I'm thinking, check, maybe, Google maybe, maybe I'm thinking like Sternberger. Yeah. Maybe, maybe it's, it's tight end coach and offensive line yeah. coach and Sternberger. Yeah. Maybe I'm just confusing with Sternberger. Sternbergervich. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, but but so you know, promote from within for the offensive coordinator, which is fine for that position. Yeah, Justin Outen was his name. Stenovich. Yeah, yeah Stenovich. Yep. Okay. Stenovich. So he's yeah. their new OC. Um, yeah, Adam Stenovich. There it is. And uh, others, pa- other Packers coaching news to everyone's just devastating shock. Uh, Mo Drayton is no longer on the staff. I'm curious to see which of his incompetent assistants we will promote. And expect the situation to improve. Yeah. Um, and other news that happened earlier this week, uh, on the, I believe on the 30th, I want to say, um, Josh McDaniels was named the new head coach of the Las Vegas Raiders. That, that was sh- a shock. That yeah. sure went under the radar, too. Yeah, like that was a shock to me. Like I thought for sure he's just been kind of sitting, waiting for Belichick to be done. But he probably knows Belichick's probably like, I ain't going anywhere for a little while. Like I like what I have with Mac Jones. Like, I'm not fucking leaving. Good. Yeah. So he's like, all right, well, I don't want to have to wait another five ish years. So I'm just going to go somewhere else. And he goes to an AFC West 
team again. Yeah. yeah. So we'll see how that works. He, he clearly didn't work well with the Broncos. I feel um, like it would be so hard to try and get someone to like want to be the Raiders coach. Cause like you got, you got the chiefs who are a powerhouse. Yeah. You got the chargers who could be a powerhouse, but are kind of inconsistent. You got the Broncos that have some like, talent. A lot of people are really, really far, like fans of that roster. So like, yeah. it just, obviously the quarterback is the biggest yeah, and then you got the Raiders who have tons of problems. Yeah. Your owner is just ridiculous looking. Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, Vegas, I guess, is kind of fun, but like also it's not like a great not place for a to Josh live. McDaniels. It's not fun. No, like, like the sunscreen bill. I can't <laughs> yeah. imagine. I just like I'm like, that's fun if you're like a like a young like free agent like trying to go somewhere you're like oh that could be fun for a few years yeah like, don't don't have i would too hate much to fun, live though, in guys. vegas like could you imagine like I, I feel like teams would like love playing at las vegas because like oh i get a couple days is las the vegas. is the super bowl there like next year no um, it's I, not there next year it's in arizona next year i think i think the, it's two years yeah two years yeah uh so and he brought or they hired dave ziegler i have no idea who that is the gm after they let mike mayock go um so that, that was a bit of a shock. Yeah. Uh, the As we mentioned before with Brian Dable, he was hired as the New York Giants coach. Now, this came with some controversy and some drama. Uh, so Brian Dable, who I, you know I'm a fan of. I'm not necessarily a huge fan of his run scheme. That's why I didn't love him for the Vikings, just because I feel like Dalvin Cook would just be kind of there. Um, but Brian Dable, you know, credited a lot with the success and rise of Josh Allen, just because Sean McDermott comes from a defensive guy. doesn't really do anything with the offense. Uh, so he's hired by the New York giants and apparently he's a big fan and they want to build around Mr. Danny dimes. Love it. So that's, that's exciting. Well, uh, Mr. Brian Flores, who was fired from the Miami dolphins as reportedly, or has opened up a lawsuit against the NFL uh, with racial allegations as yep. well as like tampering from Miami owner Stephen Ross about him incentivizing Brian Flores to lose games in 2019. $100,000 $100, per loss. Dude, I would lose so many fucking games to try Holy to tank shit. For, for Joe Burrow. Um, and as well as Brian Flores refusing, you know, he, him or uh, Stephen Ross wanting him to go meet with. Tom. Uh, Tom Brady to bring him to, to Miami when he was looking for a new team and you know, Flores didn't want to do that. So there was some, some animosity building there and he is alleging that it, due to racial reasons is why he has not been hired as a coach uh, during this cycle and why he was fired and all this stuff. And a lot of this, he leaked out a text that he had reportedly with Bill Belichick um, Can we take a moment to acknowledge how strange it is to picture Bill Belichick texting anyone anything? And also using that many like exclamation and question yeah. mark, like, punctuation like that. Like he seems he sounds like the admin people at my office. Like yeah. he's too happy all the time. And so I, I'm gonna uh uh pull up the 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 text the here, text message. But I just wanna well, at least they got the blue bubbles going at least. So they're not using like an you know, yeah. Bill's not using an Android. I, I got it right here, Adam. Yeah. So all right, I I also got okay, it. you go. Um so Bill Belichick texted Brian Flores. This was a couple days ago, says, Sounds like you landed. Congrats, Brian Flores. Did you hear something I didn't hear? Giants. And then he puts like three question marks, like four exclamation points. <laughs> um then he says, I interview on Thursday. 
I think I have a shot at it. And so it's clearly you're supposed to interview if you're listening to this when it published today. Um, it was got it. I hear from Buffalo and New and NYG that you are their guy. Hope it works out uh, if you want it to. Uh, keep in mind that they hired um, Brian Dable as their head coach on like Monday or whatever. So yeah, earlier in the week. And then he replies to him, that's definitely what I want. I hope you're right, coach. Thank you. And then he texts again, probably after rereading that, and says, Coach, <laughs> Wait a minute. are you talking to Brian Flores or Brian Dable? Just making sure. And then Bill Belichick <laughs> responds, sorry, I fucked this up. I double-checked <laughs> and I misread the text. I think they are naming Dable. I'm sorry about that, BB. BB. <laughs> <laughs> it's the best part. <laughs> BB. And then, and, BB. Then, and then he just responds, thanks, Bill. So he, he quickly dropped the thanks coach. That was interesting. I thought he was like, oh, now you should have been like, thanks, BB. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so that looks awful. Yeah. Um, But also like, so like on brand for Bill Belichick being just like, oh shit, that's the wrong bill. Like, you know, cause both guys come from yeah. Bill Belichick and you know, they, they both come from him. So it makes sense that he has both their numbers, talks to them probably somewhat frequently, especially during the hiring cycle. And, and, like, and it's just so Bill Belichick to be like, ah, I fucked up. Yeah, he's like, sorry, man. My bad. Goodbye. BB. <laughs> like, he's just, he's out. Like, he just, you know, so that, that obviously is not That's, looking great. It, um, it's shocking. And I know I'm not the first one to make this joke, but the, uh, it's just weird that putting it takes all of us on the end zones didn't work or end races. Like it's just yeah. crazy to me that we need to keep doing more than that. It seems like how could, how could racism possibly stand up to the end zone paint? Yeah. I just, you know, it is what it is. And speaking, Oh, we could segue real good. Speaking of racist things, the Washington football team name uh, is the, no longer the Washington that. football team. It, <laughs> so they came out because I they were forced to do this totally because they weren't scheduled to release this yet. Like I think that was next it was going to happen. Yeah, it was going to happen this offseason. Yeah, I but. think it was in March. I want to say like after some time passed after the season. Yep. And someone I don't know if they like rented like a helicopter or something, but they went like over the 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 facilities and like zoomed in and they could see inside the facilities, a new graphic put up that said Washington commanders. It, it's also extra bad. Cause it was like a, it was like a sticky thing on the window. So no, they, no, no, no. It was through the window. It was no, on but a wall. There was a thing that said commanders stuck to the window. Also like oh. a little like translucent sticky window sticker. Oh. And I was like, you guys are so you well, put this on the thing that how, goes outside. How do you not put up like black tarp, like just covering all your windows until like, especially, when you know, this is coming. Or how do you not like angle the sewage falling out of a pipe to be across yeah. it or just some, there, there's so many different, you know, countermeasures terrible you could things. take with that terrible ass stadium. And you put it in like the one window that isn't broken or, you know, it's just, I don't know. It's well, and they, they came out, I guess they have like a fan. That's like their rally guy or they whatever. Have, I guess they have a fan. Well, they have a fan. That's like their rat. Like they're, I don't know. If he's, I think he's a part of the team. Like he's like their main, like, He's an Rally unofficial fan. mascot. Like how yeah. they have like the Jets have like that firehouse guy or whatever, like the 9-11 guy, like the firehouse yeah. Ed or something. And yeah. they, you know, they have this very, you know, like the Vikings had with that, you know, with with Ragnar or whatever, that one fan that then decided he wanted you want to get paid like a million dollars a year. He's yeah. like, no, 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 no. We were at it. We were giving you like 50k and like you get to go to all the games and be on the field. Like I that's want, enough. I want a million dollars. What do you do? I go like this. Yeah. 
yeah. Well, like, yeah, and like he's like, I ride a motorcycle out in front of the players. Like, no, dude, like you're just a weirdo. And he's like, fine, I'm gonna go be a Packer fan. It's like, okay. and, and the Packers were like, that's all right. Uh, and like, like, weird. It doesn't really fit the theme. <laughs> no, and so he, um, they had this guy like doing this weird social media like video. Like he was like filming it himself, but then like someone was filming him doing it, and it leaked out where like he's over like five or six fans because and they're all wearing masks and they're all kind of spaced out by the, behind this like gate by the facilities. He's like trying to do like this pump up thing where I guess like, they have like this new chant where they no joke. They say we are commanders, but, but up, 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 up. Oh, they man. Literally, oh, really? Yes. They literally just go and they, he says it like oh the first one he did. He tried to get them being like, all right, like, come on, like, come on. We he's like we are commanders. He's like, go, but bop, but up, 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 bop, and then they oh my God. They, like over and over. And over. They actually do. Like, yeah. Oh like, my God. Like it's. I, I saw it. and I was like, I can't wait to talk about this later because it came out like today, and it's. God, it's so on brand for yeah. being so bad. It's the worst thing <laughs> that's ever happened. I can't, this, man. The story, they're just ripping on it. It's from Golf Digest. Yeah. It's not even a football. The writers at Golf Digest are like, put everything down. <laughs> this takes precedent. Golf will ha- golf can wait. Like <laughs> it's 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 just so perfect. Our readers need to know. <laughs> and like I, I'm so convinced that like I, I don't I like Dan Snyder just kind of does stuff. And if you don't agree with him, you're fired or he's going to like assault you. And I, I <laughs> just like think like everyone's like, it's like a scare tactic. Like they're all just terrified in there. They just yeah. like, yes, Dan. Great idea, Dan. That's great. And I like it. Oh, it's God. extra funny because like it doesn't even work with the syllables. Like farmers is two and commanders is three. Yeah. It, they, it doesn't <laughs> even work. Like why? Like I don't. They have to add a little uh, in there somewhere. Like, I just, I don't know. I, I, it's so bad. And the uniforms they look like like maryland football team like they the black alternates like they decided just to put like a w yeah. in the middle of the and helmet the like right in the, like it just the, it's weird that they, they just like keep the they like create they're like it's create a uniform same. that madden used to have like where you can like make a team like they're just so basic and it's so like eh, like they have some texture on their numbers T- tangent which, uh madden Bring that back, please. Like better, probably, but like just like and a lot of things back. Yeah, yeah, ahead. like all go those ahead. features you used to have. Jim Harbaugh is going back to Michigan, according to Adam Schefter. <gasps> oh, no. So, oh, no. yeah. Oh, Breaking so so that news. will that will segue us in. Uh, the Vikings looked like they were going to hire Jim Harbaugh, and what I think would be a hilarious mistake. Um, but it seems like the entirety of Vikings fandom has convinced themselves to be a really good idea. And I'm curious if you can back that up with anything other than his winning records for three years of his NFL career. Uh, it was four years. No, he went eight and eight the last year. Oh, I, th- I thought you were talking about records. So I wasn't nope. fully listening. To and as soon as he dipped, not even into the negative, but just he went even, he said, that's it. I'm going back to college. I, it just shows that you really don't look no like remember the reasoning for his departure like the the departure firmly was because of his relationship with the gm trent balky who was fired right after that like he he didn't last long he's he's looking for a job currently like i, I just feel like people have this notion of jim Harbaugh. like he's a weird guy if we were to hire yes. him which it doesn't look like obviously now it doesn't look like that's happening if we were to hire him there would be a chance, sure, that 
it might all come crashing down in four or five years. But do I think that would result in success? I think so. Like he has nothing but success in his career. Like anywhere he goes, it's winning. Yes, it is. He doesn't win 70% of the games anywhere he goes. And it, but, it, that, but that's the not success. Vast majority you of that hate the results is in college and winning in what? college is vast not majority a prescription in college. Vast what was his, what was his record with the Niners? His record with the Niners was he won good. 69% of the game. He was there for four years. Yeah. And as soon as he had one, not so, good. So you're season, saying you're currently saying with, as from a team that has Matt LaFleur, who has a, Small sample size, we should disregard because it's a small sample size. And if Matt LaFleur had one bad year, went back to college for like six years, and then was getting hired by another NFL team, I wouldn't immediately, before it even happens, be praising it as a slam dunk. I just I just don't understand how you're like, he's not, you can't call him. Yes, he's coming from college, but he's not an Urban Meyer. He, has, he actually has success in the NFL. He's had of short window of success. And then he went, which back. resulted you in, you are talking about resulted his, in three NFC championship games in a super bowl. You're yeah. But you're appearance. talking about like, his like career wins over years and years and years and years and years. Almost all of that is college and winning in college is easier. If you are in one of these large programs, if you're in a Michigan, I, I just, it's a hell of a lot. What easier. were they before he got there? Not relevant at all. Like he, that's what he does. You look at the Niners before he got there and after he left, like they, like he builds programs. Like that's where it is. And like, he is an odd dude. The first thing he said to Alex Smith, when he met him, Alex Smith wanted to shake his hand and he just goes, Oh, he's like, show me your hands, show me your hands. And like lift him up. He wanted to see the size of his hands. Like he's a weird guy. He rubs people the wrong way a lot of the time, but that's the thing though. He doesn't have that relationship that he did, you know, he, he knows Quasey, he know like Quasey respects him. And so there wouldn't be that contention that he had with Trent Balky. That's the biggest crux of why he left. He wasn't fired. He had a mutual parting because of differences with how the team was going. He was not a fan of what Trent Balky was doing in free agency and in the draft and building the team. It wasn't a fan of that. And so it's like, that's where it was like core differences. Yeah. Which, and, and I'm not, of course saying... it's not going to, it's never going to look great coach leaves and, but and i'm not saying for sure that it's going to collapse he's going to be gone in a couple of years but you guys in the course of like 24 hour like a 24 hour period have gone from he's not even on the radar to like he's our guy and we're going to win the super bowl every year it's crazy no one has said that who and has said that who has guys, said we're going to win the super bowl every year okay obviously that's you, an exaggeration you, you, but you, you guys went, you guys went from not on the radar to like this is a slam dunk and he's gonna like you, like you were tweeting, I think, wasn't it about like his record against the NFC North? Like that give like that yeah. matters at all. It, it's it's what he has against the NFC North. It was like ten years ago against like I think like probably like three players in the whole division are still there from when that record was set. I I'm just what was his record against the Vikings? Is that a conflict of interest? It, no, he was undefeated. It's completely the only irrelevant. team that he lost to in the NFC North was the Bears in is his final season in Week Two. Yeah, but it's completely irrelevant. It's just the grasping at straws and the certainty that it's he's going to be grasping awesome. at straws. It's taking what, what information that's it's available, and I have like it's not like he's some unknown quantity. Like we don't know. Like we know what we're going to get with him. That was my biggest thing. Like it's not. It, you know, it would have been a a win now move. Like he's not going somewhere to be like, oh, we're going to be bad for a few years. Like it's not. You know, you know what you're going to get. He might blow it all, blow it up in our face in like four or five years. But if that were to result in in a very successful year or two, 
I think there would be crazy for any Viking fan to be like, I don't want that. If that were to get a Super Bowl, that would be a success, even if he flames out. And that was my biggest thing. I literally that. just said predicting a Super Bowl, and you said no one's saying that. And no, no, 30 seconds you, later, you, you said predicting a Super Bowl. You, you said, predicted a Super you said Bowl. winning Super Bowls every single year. You 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 okay, went so, so far so, beyond. So it. the line is one Super Bowl, not several Super it, Bowls. Okay, so I'm how, glad that we're tempering our expectations. Crazy. How do you say it's crazy to look at a guy who had a very similar situation that he came into with the Niners? They were terrible the year before he got there. He came in and they got to the NFC Championship game that first year with Alex Smith, who, by the way, is not a better quarterback, or at that time was a better quarterback than Kirk Cousins is currently. You can argue that we are better suited for success out of the gate than the Niners were back then. Yes, it's years ago, but that's what we have. It's a similar roster setup. That's my whole point. They have question marks on defense, sure, but offensively we're a lot better equipped than the Niners were. So why is it crazy to say a guy that got to three NFC, three straight NFC Championship games and one Super Bowl appearance is not going to make us a successful team in the next couple of years? Why also, is that? How is that crazy to say? I also just don't like khakis. I've never been a fan. <laughs> currently, Jake and I are wearing khakis. It, yeah, I didn't want to bring it rained, that up yeah, after it, the it breaking news. Looks bad, or it's sad, but yeah. like, I wear khakis regardless. And, and it's not like it's a Harbaugh thing. You just, guys putting on your khakis this morning was like the clown makeup meme, where you're just putting literally. That's like what a, it was. Yeah. I <laughs> um, wear these khakis. Yeah, I would also just like to say, uh, Jim Harbaugh, I planned for this. Um, I wore my khakis for you. I actually have two pairs in my backpack that were going to be for you <laughs> from us. So, you know, now I don't care. Michigan sucks. Yeah. Michigan sucks. Yeah. Milk sucks. Khakis suck. And chickens well, are not here. Here's the thing. Like, analysts are down. I mean, we're, are down to now uh, Kevin O'Connell, the Rams offensive coordinator. Yeah, if you guys hire a Kevin, I would be upset. Kevin O'Connell, the, the Rams offensive coordinator. Raheem Morris, the Rams defensive coordinator. And uh, Patrick Graham, who is the Giants defensive coordinator. And he is kind of like a, he's the dark horse, the guy that kind of came in late. He has a relationship with Quasey. And so he, th- there, he kind of wanted to add him. So he's quickly had two interviews. Um, Harbaugh looks to be out. We all know Schefter has been wrong before. Um, when? <laughs> uh, so we'll, we'll see, but it, it doesn't look good. So I, in, in those names, Honestly, like my least favorite would be Patrick Graham, just based on body of work. Um, everything that people have said about him, though, that he's worked with are positive things. But you're gonna say based on his body. No, and so I, I, I of those, my option would be Kevin O'Connell. Um, Damn it! I mean, that's I, I don't know. That's it, it, just kind of where I've always wanted to go offense, just from personal preference. So we'll we'll see we'll see how it goes. Uh, it was exciting for a few days uh, with the with the Jim Harbaugh. I really thought it was actually going to happen. Like I I was starting to believe it. I was like this shit like has a lot of steam. Like he lost his defensive coordinator to his brother, by the way. Um, uh, so he he's gone. He came here last night, so he skipped National Signing Day. Which yes, there's an early signing day in college where a lot of guys go, but still a lot of big names. Weird move. Wait, that's what today. I that's what I thought too. So that like, was going to make it. And, and like also, he, you know, his interests, everything, all the reports that came out from Michigan as well as around the NFL were very like Harbaugh's very interested. If offered the job, he would take it. And from that report, it doesn't say that we offered him and he turned it down. I know there were some reservations that 
couple people in the front office had with Jim Harbaugh. Um, it's kind of a bummer that I hope it's not like the Wilf shutting it down. It doesn't look great that the guy that Quasey, you know, might have wanted like his number one because Harbaugh was obviously added after Quasey was hired. So you have to put, you know, connect the dots and assume he wanted him. And I was kind of his guy be like, Hey, we should bring this guy in. Um, it doesn't look great to kind of like shoot down your new GM's kind of first big move. Um, yeah, but at the same time at this, I get it because it, it was a risky pick. I mean, just because of, of his history of, Michigan being the only place he's been longer than four years. Um, granted, a lot of it has to do with him just getting promotions and like better I, I jobs. I feel like we're seeing this in real time where the, the opinion pivots. I'm not pivoting. I would have absolutely playing. I would have absolutely loved him here. I, I stand by what I've said about him. I think I think it might have, you know, would he be a guy that be our coach for the next 10 years? Like maybe like Kevin O'Connell could be. Probably not, just due to his age. You know, he's 58. But I don't know. I th- I think he it, it's it's shocking that he's going back to Michigan based on all, everything that we've seen. I don't think it is because now a- now Michigan will pay him more money. I think that was probably what the whole thing was about, and he got a fun little Minnesota vacation in fucking January. I hope he liked that steak at Manny's. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know. I I'm I'm thinking that we didn't offer him the job. That's what I I think if if we did offer him he he would have taken it, but we didn't offer you, him. You broke tonight. up with him, not he broke up. No, with I, I think there was just, he didn't, it was mutual. There wasn't enough like, people was, convinced. And I hate that there is a, um, a guy in the Vikings ownership that is, I think his name is, uh, something Stapleton. Um, he went, he went to Michigan and he, he is not a, a, not a fan of Harbaugh at all. And I know that, the old owner of the the Niners or the Niners owner York or whatever his name is, is also not a fan of, of Harbaugh or, you know, and, and he, he probably was in the Wilf's ear being like, don't do it. Don't, you know, just out of spite. And I think it, it, it's, a, I hope that's not what it came down to is like go, a couple of names being like, no, just don't. And then like, well, that kind of sucks. I hope it's like, they just like the other guys better. Well, we'll see. We'll never actually know. It's time to tear it all down and rebuild, I think. Send Kirk off somewhere to a nice farm and you really just take it easy for a couple of years. Where does Kirk rank if Aaron Rodgers leaves the NFC? Like, who are the NFC quarterbacks? I mean, Jordan Love, number one. <laughs> no, yeah, you, um, you have Dak Prescott, like Russell Wilson, Dak, Russell, Kyler. I get Matthew Stafford. Stafford, Stafford like you can legit make you can make an argument that he might be the best quarterback in the NFC unless I'm missing someone. Yeah. There's, Jameis. There's no one in the East. Jameis. Jameis. Right. He's a free agent. We don't no know. No one yet. in the East. No one in the South that uh, that would rival it. By the way, the with Brady retiring, the NFC South could be a dumpster. Oh my God. It's going to be so bad. So <laughs> I don't know. Matt, I, Matt Ryan. No. I don't know. So that's, uh, that's the news. Yeah, that's that's the news. And so it's kind of a bummer that the Harbaugh thing came out. I think it would have been great if there was some promise. I but... think it's great that we caught your your reaction in the moment. Yeah, it's, yeah. in real time. <laughs> caught the heartbreak. Yeah, yeah. imagine if this, that happened after the recording. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that would have been so mad, actually. beforehand so we could talk about you, it. But... You should have been wearing, like, tearaway khakis. You yeah. Just, <laughs> just take them off and... Just kidding. I was wearing jeans the whole time. 
I mean, I guess they'll never know if I was actually wearing khakis. I don't think the camera can see me wearing khakis. No, you're good. Yeah, so <laughs> yeah, this, is, this is my word. You admitted to the khakis. You're yeah. on You're on tape. I, I could lie. <laughs> um, all right. I think that's going to do it. Um, kind of a sad note to end on, but it is what it is. Mm-hmm. Fight another day. Um, all right. Well, like I said, we're going to preview the Super Bowl in depth next week, kind of a how they got here kind of a thing. Um, so we're going to go into that. So we didn't forget it. We're not leaving it out, obviously. Well, and, we and next week we're going to also talk about the Pro Bowl. So it'll probably be like a 70-30 Pro Bowl, Super Bowl split. Yeah. You know, it's going to be a lot of Pro Bowl yeah. talk. I, I honestly think. Kirk's going to the Pro Bowl. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Because uh, uh, Brady's Cause, not in Rodgers, I guess. His better court. quarterbacks decided they didn't want to. You know the Pro Bowl is popular vote, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but but then in this case, I'm going to ignore that to insult you. Hey, it doesn't matter if they're alternates or not. It still goes down on their stats of like they made a Pro Bowl. Yep. Also, like he, I mean, even if it was by stats, like Rogers would be there over him. Like the, he's know. been in the league longer. No, I'm talking like this season. Oh no, I'm talking about their career stat. Like he's like oh. a, because like you can say like an X time. Pro Bowl, but if but if know. this was like and if it was like all the all pro players, like it would still be those guys above him. Well, I mean, yeah, like Kirk sucks. Okay, take that, Dustin. You lost to him this year. <laughs> like you actually didn't beat Kirk Cousins this year. No, you didn't. So there's that. Kirk, you Cousins, went winless. Kirk, Kirk Cousins, Cousins beat himself. Also, we we even talk about what when the Packers got eliminated. The oh, Kirk Cousins they? curse. Like no team that has lost to a Kirk Cousins led team has won the Super Bowl that year. And like you should have known. Back when did that happened, the Rams play the Vikings. They didn't. Yeah, God, we did. We damn. lost. Damn it. So, so no, no team has ever and the Bengals. won the Super Bowl. Yeah, and the Bengals. Yeah, we almost beat both teams in the Super Bowl. Yeah, take yeah. that. But then the cur- <laughs> the curse made the ball fall out of uh, Dalvin Cook's arms at the end. It's already on the ground. Well, the curse would say otherwise. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, thanks for listening to our episode third forever presented by Ten Thousand Takes. Uh, you can go to their website at 10ktakesmn.com. Find them on Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, and Instagram. If you just search 10K Takes, you can also find us on Twitter and TikTok at third underscore forever 10K. We post links to our episodes each week, as well as clips, memes, highlights, all NFL content. I mean, we're going to keep doing it in the offseason. We're going to have a couple interviews lined up. And so expect to, even with the one more legitimate game left, we're still going to be putting out content in the offseason. Uh, so, can I have always, a video where I fight Aaron Donald? Well, that would be like a two-second video. It's short. One, be worth it. Yeah. One, one second to him to approach high, you. High-intensity content. Second, second is for him to choke you. It's a sprint, not a marathon. Well, yeah, we'll get like the 15-second walk-up. If he yeah. chokes me, then I then I win. You know, then I'm right because he just chokes everybody. Yeah, you, as you're, as I, you're dying. I, you're yeah, like, I, I cease. I'm right. I, I cease to live, I but I, I would be correct. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, uh, you can also find links to all of our socials on there. Um, or as well as, you know, you'll see, see us in there where we're a little more active during the week, a little more emotional, a little more biased, passionate, angry, all the emotions. I don't like how you look at me <laughs> when I say <laughs> yeah, angry. Yeah, you're, like, hey, you're like a little more biased, a little more passionate, angry. angry like you just, just stare, stare at me. Yeah. Yeah. So like I said, find us at, uh, at third underscore forever 10 K. Uh, on both Twitter and TikTok. I've been your host, and I'm joined always by my co-host, Kevin, and producer Jake. Kevin, final words. Jackie, suck. Yeah.